0: Welcome to series three of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women from diverse backgrounds and perspectives in science and technology. Our conversation gives us insights into some fascinating innovations, but we also get to relate and learn about living life. Here on Innovation, I give women a platform to be heard and seen because this exact conversation is in video format on YouTube. And honestly, every single episode is inspiring and uplifting in some way because we hear about what these women have learned along their life's journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talk to Sanskriti Deva, a computer engineering student.
1: My name is Sanskriti Deva and I am a quantum computing researcher, currently a computer engineering student and a former radio show host. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Tell me yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, that's actually why I like got into technology. Um, I used to volunteer for my Temple's radio show host, which um, was 10:30 a.m. W N O W Charlotte, Mitchell, Matthews, and Gastonia, and I did it for like a really long time, and that really enamored me about technology because um, I got to see how I like as a kid um, got my voice heard um, throughout these different cities. Um, even though I was just like seven. And so it was really weird, um, but really cool to see like people like from the Indian community because the show was called Voice of India recognizing me from that. Wow, okay. And where are you based now? I'm based in Raleigh right now. Um, That's where I go to school. I go to NC State, um, but um, for most of my life, I've lived in Charlotte.
0: Okay. So you're in America, uh, which is really amazing. Um, And uh, so you're studying computer engineering
1: yeah currently computer engineering at nc state um it's a really fun time um i growing up i never thought i would go into like a technical field just because i didn't see a lot of people that looked like me if that made sense um and most of like the people that we learned about in school weren't women or women of color um but I fell in love with it once I found it Um, and I've kind of like made it my mission to make sure that like other people know that like you don't have to look a certain way or be from a certain background to pursue STEM.
0: You know, sometimes when I say that when I was doing engineering, there was no one that looked like me and no one that I really related to or resonated with. um, Sometimes I get like, blank faces as though people are like what is she talking about why does she need to resonate with people um so I'm kind of putting that question to you like why why do you think it is important for us to see ourselves in other people
1: I think it's important because it makes you feel less alone um, and less out of place. Like, for example, um, right now, currently at my university, um, I'm like president of Women in ECE, which is um, the department I'm in is electrical and computer engineering. Um, And the reason why there's a club called Women in ECE is because the gender ratio is one of um, the worst in the school. Um, And so, for example, like I was in a class of like, 200 guys and they were like you could count the number of women in there which was like six Um, and so that leads to kind of you feeling out of place and you feeling like you can't do it when you're surrounded by people that you don't look that don't look like you or come from a very very different background and you're also kind of like not looked down upon but you're looked at differently and so it's super important in order for women to continue to go through the STEM pipeline and to like get degrees, um, that they know that they can do it and they have some sort of support system.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. And it was certainly what motivated me to try to encourage more women into STEM because hopefully if they had seen me do it, they could give themselves permission to do it themselves um how have you found being a woman in STEM like realistically because STEM is not an easy subject but like what has been your experience maybe you're like gifted at these subjects how's it been?
1: Yeah I think my experience has been um it's been up and down if that makes sense and so I think going into it Um, I was kind of like, okay, like, I can totally do this. Like, I've always done really, really good in like most of my classes. Um, And then I got into it. um, And I was like, okay, like, I don't know how to study right now. And I need to figure out and learn how to study. Um, But the positive part of that was that there were always people around to help. And so um, there were people like, professors that you could go to office hours and then there were other students that were always willing to help with problems and then there were people that you could just cold message on linkedin um, and if they were doing something that you do or you want to do they would help with that what does support
0: look like for you because in my experience um you know people have well i've had a range of experiences, because I've been in STEM a really, really long time or been in that sort of world um, where support was non-existent. And then it became this whole like trending thing because Black Lives Matter and Me Too movement and gender equality and like all these different things meant that actually um, our voices were being heard Now, I don't know if you've gone through any of the changes or whether you've just been in an era where um, equality is a thing, but like, what does support look like for you today?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I think I've been kind of lucky enough to the point where support has always been there in the form of the Internet. Uh, which sounds like a weird sentence to say, but I think the internet now looking back was a major part of why I decided to pursue STEM just because ever ever since I was like in middle school, I had an Instagram account and I would like follow Instagram accounts that I was interested in, which included um, women in engineering accounts or women in STEM account. Um, And I've made like deep internet friendships through that um, of other women in STEM from across Um, the country. So like, for example, one of my friends, um, Saint, who is at the University of Utah studying neuroengineering, she's one of my women that I go to support, even though we've never met each other. And we live all the way across the country. Um, So that's, I think, a way that support looks different and has looked different for women in STEM in the last um, decade. Um, But also like the girls in my classes and then my professors that are also women are great pieces of support.
0: It's so interesting when you talk about sort of going to someone for support kind of through online means, because um, I think mentoring and supporting other women and lifting other women up, um, it's kind of like a relatively new concept. So when you're going to someone for support and it's online, like, what do you receive
1: Yeah. Um, so I think it surprisingly happens really naturally. Um, and it depends on like what route you're taking and who that person is. So for example, But when I like cold message people on LinkedIn, um, I always like ask to coffee chat first just because I don't want to be like, hey, like, how do I get your job? Like, that's not a natural way to make a mentor. Um, So I always like, hey, can I have a coffee chat? Because regardless of like what I want from that conversation, I really would love to like make them a friend and like um, a long term connection. And after that, we kind of hop on a Zoom call like we are right now um, and just talk about random things. I once had a Zoom coffee chat with someone who's in quantum computing um, and we only talked about um, pizzas and like where their favorite pizza place was in New York. And now they're one of my favorite mentors. Um, And so I think, especially after COVID, we've adapted as human beings to make natural conversations happen over Zoom easier. So that's kind of how support um, translates online. So I love this kind of uh, progression, like
0: working in radio, getting experience there. Somehow it creates this inquisitiveness and um, inspires you to do computer engineering. And then there's the quantum aspect. Um, Explain to me the jump between your experience in radio and um, doing computer engineering, because any person who's listening to that transition might not understand how those two things are linked.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, so I did radio and I was like, okay, like technology is really, really cool. Like I want to do something with technology. Um, I think it was one of the fields that like I saw that like you could get into and make an impact within one lifetime. And that's something that was really important to me. Um, and so I went to um a STEM high school after that. Um, It was like a boarding high school um, that I applied for um, because I knew I wanted to go into technology, but not exactly, I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do in it. Um, And so I decided to go to that STEM high school. um, And then I was a visiting researcher at Duke University, which was just down the road from there. Um, And I did research specifically in the intersection of physics and engineering, and we created low level radiation detectors and that's when I was first introduced to quantum computing. Um, quantum computing um, seemed really cool to me because it was at a really good intersection of my interests in physics, engineering, and then figuring out like why the universe is the way it is. Um, and then I actually didn't touch it for like a year after that. I was like, OK, that's cool. I'll like, check it out later. Um, and then I explored other engineering interest just because I wanted to make sure I tried everything. Um, And then I got into college um, and I found um, that my university actually had a quantum hub, which was in the electrical and computer engineering department. Um, And I found out that the electrical and computer engineering department teaches you about everything from radio waves and how electricity works um, and how the radio works um, to quantum computing. And I was like, huh, this sounds perfect for me and like my journey so far. Um, and that's kind of how it all happened.
0: Ah, that's so awesome. Um, How old are you now? I'm 20, turning 21 on Christmas. Wow, okay. So, I mean, what's it like for a 20-year-old in STEM today? Because um, I can tell you that it has, I've often felt like, when I was in mechanical engineering, like deeply in the industry, um, I felt like I was so different. It was like, I mean, it just was such a crazy feeling. Like, what am I doing here? Um, Do you feel like that? Have you ever felt like that? And um, if so, if not, like, how is it?
1: Yeah I think I've definitely felt like that before um and I think it's usually been like in those classes again where it was mostly like men um just because I personally felt like really out of place and like not that I was not enough but I felt like okay like I need to prove myself here even though necessarily I didn't um and so I felt like that in those spaces. And I think that's definitely factored in by I go to an engineering school in the south of the United States, um, which might be a little less diverse than like, for example, going to school in the Bay Area. Um, but the one thing that's like kind of kept me going personally is again, like, um that support system that I've been able to create and also like the content that I consume um so for example a lot of the TikTok accounts I follow are like of women in STEM who are like working and like who are like what I want to be when I grow up um and like they're vlogging their day so I'm like huh if they can do it and they look like me I can do it too and I can like get through this one class. So where do you see your career heading? I'm Not exactly sure yet, um, which I think is a normal answer for 20 year olds to say, hopefully. Uh, My parents would disagree. But um, I think I want to go into um, the business side of technology um, and see um, what that looks like. Um, I definitely think I am a people person. um, And I um, learned that because I'm on the United Nations National Council um, and I'm one of the young selected officials. And I realized like one of the things I love to do is like the people side of everything. Um, So I wanna explore that a little more um, and then hopefully like work on creating technology that just makes the world a better place. Whether that's in quantum computing or not, I'm not exactly sure yet.
0: You know, what I find most exciting about the path you seem to be on is that you really are in this world that is developing as we speak. It's not an established industry. I'm getting to know more about quantum computing and quantum technologies. And it's such an exciting place to be. And I can kind of hear the excitement in you that you're like on the forefront, like the cutting edge um, as this technology develops. And I can only say like, well done for getting into something like this because the future is so unwritten. Like it's, it's, you know, to have an expertise in something that is finding itself as an industry is really, really exciting. Like, were you aware that this is what you were sort of walking into? Like, did you make a conscious decision?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I was not aware at all. I was just like, okay, this is really cool. Let me like try to find a professor to do research under. Um, And again, cold emailing and cold messaging goes a long way. So I cold emailed every single professor that had the word quantum on their website. Um, and a lot of them responded to me and one of them ended up being the director of the IBM quantum hub here at NC State, which was Dr. Stansel. I ended up working with him for a year um, and he kind of taught me everything about quantum. We would, it was during COVID year, so we would get on a weekly zoom calls. Since I was off campus, and he talked to me about quantum, and that's when I learned that quantum was cutting edge. And then, one line that he said to me really stuck out to me was that because it's so cutting edge, there are so many developments being made that even if you are a professor like me for like this many years, or if you're like you and you're just getting into the field, both have the same potential of making discoveries, which is why I kind of continue to stay in quantum because I think it's super cool to be able to make that impact as a beginner.
0: So I want to be able to sort of relate you to my audience. And, um, you know, were you that typical, like straight A student, like, humanize yourself, like, because right now you sound like a a person that's kind of breezed through these very difficult um, subjects, like, has that been the case?
1: Not at all, no. Um, yeah, i I was a straight A student until, up until some point. And then I think I realized that I didn't know how to study. Um, and so I actually, like, I got a C in high school chemistry, and I was like, that was the first time I had gotten a C before, and I was devastated. Like I could not like function for a day. Um, and I had had a concussion in high school, so I had missed like a month or two of school. Um, and so, I, like, when you have a concussion, it sometimes takes, like, your cognitive ability some time to, like, come back, um, and so it was really hard for me to, like, I think it was my first time just, like, being, sitting in a class and, like, not knowing what was going on, um, and so my high school gave me, like, the support and stuff that I needed to, like, um, be able to continue to learn, but I think that was the first time I was, like, forced to slow down and, like, learn to learn, um, but I, look at it now like looking back as like a blessing because if I hadn't like slowed myself down or like introspected a little I wouldn't know where I was going exactly um and found the life that I've found now.
0: So I have to say that you are totally badass like I just find your focus and your determination and um you must work really hard as well just very very inspiring um what would be your sort of badass tips or tips for being badass for anyone that wants to kind of do something with their lives and, and and apply themselves to the best of their abilities? Like what has been essential in you staying on track for your life?
1: I think it would be always turn positive or always turn negatives into positives. Um, And believe that the universe has the best plan for you, regardless of what happens. Um, And then the second one is probably never doubt yourself. Um, You can do it. And if someone says no to you, find someone else who can say yes.
0: Wow, that's so awesome. Um, Because I think all of us, we're all juggling stuff all the time. There are times when I feel so completely empowered, like I just feel like, invincible and then there are moments where i'm like am i doing the right thing (laughs) am i have i lost my way and i'm i am in a bit of like not self-doubt but just um i'm questioning things a lot and so i feel like your advice really covers all ground um so so cool to hear you say that um i think we should probably have a chat on my quantum series at some point I'd yeah. love to hear about what you're learning. So um, stay tuned, everyone, because hopefully you'll come on that and explain to us um, all the things that you know, because it's just such a, a crazy complex field. Um, and even just finding the language to talk about it um, can be difficult sometimes. Every time I talk to a quantum expert, I'm like, yeah, I really get it. And then afterwards, I'm like, wait, I, I, I've lost it again. You know, it's kind yeah. of like...
1: No, that makes sense. Um, But I always tell people like, so I'm a teaching assistant for a high school course for quantum computing. And these high schoolers come in with like no expertise, sometimes even no prior coding experience. And after the course, they like know like they're quantum experts as much as I am. Um, And I always tell people like quantum is not as intimidating as it looks. Um, So yes, if you ever want to talk about quantum, please let me know.
0: Oh gosh, we definitely have to get you on this series. Um, So is STEM for females,
1: would you say? Yeah, for sure. I think it's for everyone. And I think the more diversity and the more um, ideas of thoughts that we have in STEM, the better, because diversity is what breeds innovation. Um, And yeah.
0: Such an important message. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and i'll see you soon on the quantum series quantum decoded thank you Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution, and inclusivity on innovation. Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always be kind and loving and I wish you all a great week.